Savage CBD strives to help people by offering top quality, lab-tested, natural CBD at affordable pricing. And it really is affordable. Whether you're new to CBD or have been using it for years, you can always count on all-natural, hemp-derived CBD with the purest ingredients. Savage CBD carefully tests each batch to ensure quality, consistency, taste, and authenticity. They pride themselves on their transparency and believe that you should know exactly what goes into your favorite CBD products. With Savage CBD, you can choose from a range of premium CBD lotions, creams, tinctures, gummies, and so much more. When you look at their website, there are thousands of happy customers who've reported incredible results after using CBD to supplement their daily routine. Overall, Savage CBD's goal is to create the products that empower you to maintain your balanced lifestyle. Whether you need some extra shut-eye at night or you need to find some more calm throughout your day, you can count on Savage CBD to help you reach that goal. And guys, just for listening to this podcast, you can save 20% on your first purchase of CBD when you use our code BRAD20. So go ahead, my friends, start your CBD journey with Savage, and they'll be there to support you with every step of the way. Simply visit SavageCBD.com to redeem 20% off your first purchase of CBD by using code BRAD20 and see why thousands of people are using CBD. Now, Kelly, I've been a CBD user for a little while. I use it when I'm out on the disc golf course. It helps me relax. It's great with muscle aches and pains, and it's really kind of replaced ibuprofen for me. So uh, anybody that's listening to this, guys, check out Savage CBD. We thank them for being a supporter of the Noel Family Foundation, the Bradley's House podcast, and we hope you'll support them as well. Hey, this is Ted from Pacifier, and you're listening to the Bradley's House podcast. Hey guys, welcome back, and thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of Bradley's House Podcasts. I am your co-host, Jared Orr. She is our host and the executive director of the Knoll Family Foundation, Ms. Kelly Knoll. Kelly, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. You make me sound so official when you say Ms. Kelly Knoll, but thank you. It kind of makes me sound old, too, but it's all good. <laughs> you, you, you are official. <laughs> and I am old. Is that where you were going with that? Girl, you official as shit. Stop. Already having a lot of fun. Of course you are. Of course you are. So uh, I'm excited for another episode of Bradley's House Podcast. I feel bad because I say that all the time, but I genuinely am. Every single time we get an opportunity uh, to sit down with a, another musician or someone from the industry or someone that could just share some fun stories for us and the listeners, I get excited. And you've done exactly that by setting up another amazing house guest for us, Kelly. Who are we hanging out with today? Today, we are super fortunate to have with us another artist from the house that Bradley built. And this one was, she's one of my favorite tracks on there. Um, Just an amazing voice. And I'm so excited to finally get to talk with her and get to know her a little better with all of our listeners. We have singer-songwriter from Orlando, Florida, Leilani Wolfgram. Leilani, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me, guys. 
We are really, really happy to have you. And I really appreciate you being on the album and doing the podcast and the support for the Noel Family Foundation. Uh, it just really means a lot. So thank you very much from my family. So tell me, your father is from Tonga, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Because I... Uh, for some reason, I just sort of always associated you with the, the Hawaiian reggae. And then when I was researching it and found out that you grew up in Florida, I was like, well, where did I get that idea from? So I'm, I'm assuming you get that a lot, that people assume you're Hawaiian? Uh, yeah. My name's Leilani, too. Right. <laughs> that probably is a big part of it. Yeah. Um, so there's a, there's a small Polynesian community out in Orlando from um, the entertainment like the dinner uh-huh. luau shows they have there yeah so that's kind of my dad was a dancer at the disney luau and my mom was a waitress and that's how they met oh that's very cool yeah. so you come from a, a real entertainment focused family right absolutely yeah when i was um i think i was like six or seven when i when i started dancing at the sea world dinner luau show oh my gosh people must have loved that they did. I I had really bad stage fright. <gasps> did you? How'd yeah, you overcome kinda, it? I kind of hated it a little bit. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've if I've like ever really over overcame it. Um, and you come from a big family, right? A lot of brothers. Uh huh. Yeah, I have four brothers, no sisters. How was that growing up with all brothers? Um, I guess it was awesome. <laughs> You don't sound convinced. I don't have a, I, I, you know what, I, like, I don't, I didn't, I felt like, you know, probably I was missing a little something. Mm. Um, sister, like, I kind of, I kind of, like, am more, my personality is more towards the masculine, or mm. the masculine side of things. But I don't know, I didn't have really have anything to compare it to, so. Right. Well, I grew up with one brother, and there were times that he felt like four brothers. So I can I can somewhat relate, but I I think it's kind of nice too because it I don't know you get an appreciation for you know being more independent and doing things on your own and you know, so you know not such a bad deal. And they they had a, a music group that you started performing with, right? Yeah, my brothers they started um, like a reggae rock band. Um, called Horizon, and when I was a lot younger, and I it probably was like around 2002, and they were like kind of like you know local. We would call I would call I call them like celebrities in my eyes. Like they were like local celebrities, and they they would let me go and open for them as like a young kid, like on a school night. And oh, I just gosh. thought it was the coolest thing, like going and opening for my brothers, and. Like, I just, I just grew up just kind of wanting to be like them. Cause like, you know, like, like I said, I don't have, didn't have any sisters. So I just had my brothers to look up to. So I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And like, I just thought, you know, rock reggae that uh, I just want to sound like my brothers. So I just thought it was the coolest thing when they, later on, when they asked me to be in the band. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. So you must have overcome some of your stage fright at that point, right? If you wanted to be in the band. Um, I didn't have a lot to do. They were kind of, it was kind of, a, they, there was a kind of like a, what is that? Like a lifeline. 
My, mm. Like I, I, I got in some, a lot of trouble. Um, I was like really heavy into drugs. I was really heavy into, um, heroin and then, uh, Roxy's and I was arrested and I was like off on felony probation. And I was just, you know, like lost my job, just lost, like lost a hold of my life. And my brother's, my brother just came to me one day and he's like, Hey, you just like come and just join our band. Like, Mm. You know, they had, they didn't really have a place for me. Like, I was kind of just, they kind of just threw me up there. So, like, I mean, I, I could just, like, kind of stand there and play rhythm guitar and kind of, like, you know, fake, uh, do some harmony, vo- harmony vocals. But there was really no place for me other than they just wanted to, like, help me out. Oh, well, that's sweet on their part. They just want to keep you out of trouble. Did it work? It did. I, I, that was, like, the first time that I think I remember like that I wanted to do something more than get high, you know, like really, mm. really wanted to do something other than go and get high. And at, like at that time they were, they, we started touring. And so like, you can't go on tour and like not have a connect, you know, cause right. you're going to get sick. So I just had to make a choice. Like, am I going to give this up for good? Like, and yeah, you could say like act day saved my life. Wow. So how old were you when you started using? Um, uh, 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. And then by the time, how old were you when you started touring with your brothers? Um, 24. Wow. Okay. So was it just going on tour and that's how you kicked or was it, was there more to it? Well, there, well, there was, uh, I did, I got arrested. So I was on, I was on, felony probation but there's ways you can go like sure (laughs) so I was still I was still you know like I didn't have any intention really in my head to that I was really going to quit it was more like I have like there's some obstacles right that that are in my way but I can still get high you know still trying to figure out a way just made it a little Um, harder yeah but um I I had quit. I had a, t- a period in time where I did, where I did quit for a little bit. Um, like when I was around like, you know, 18, mm-hmm. I, I decided I went, I was doing really well, went to college, like was clean. And then my dad died oh. and I didn't really know how to cope with that. I didn't yeah. really know. So I like literally the day that my dad died, I like went and caught like right that day. Yeah. Oh gosh. I think that's pretty, um, that's, I think that's pretty typical. Like most of us, we turn to substances for an escape, for a means to cope, you know, for something to, to take us out of whatever place we're in right at that moment. That's painful or difficult, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but life is full of those things. So how, how have you learned how to cope with it now? Well, I think before I didn't, I didn't even realize, like, when you're doing it, when you're in the middle of it, you're not really, like, like I wasn't evaluating myself, you know? Mm. I, I wasn't even taking it that far. I wasn't even thinking to myself, like, I'm using this to cope. Right, right. Um, so I think, like, actually, like, doing the therapy and actually, like, sorting myself out and talking through things. Like, I remember for the longest time, and this might be because I was raised with all guys, but guys don't talk about their feelings. So <laughs> right. I grew up, like, I don't, I didn't talk about my feelings. Like, I, yeah. 
And that's something that I would like, I would hold it almost like a, a like a badge of honor. Like I don't talk about my feelings. So <laughs> I must be okay. You know, but really like that's, that's, that's kind of been the key for me is like being honest about being honest with myself and like actually talking about things that are the, having the hard conversations with people and, and with myself. Absolutely. It is difficult, especially if you're not used to it. Um, I happen to think that, that we should have therapy funds for our kids instead of college funds, because I don't know a single person that couldn't benefit from therapy, really. Oh, you my know, God. I totally right? agree. Yeah. Like adolescence is so difficult in and of itself. But then when you throw in all the other pressures that we have in life and all the other shit going on, I, it's crazy that we expect people to become healthy, well-adjusted, you know, quote unquote, normal adults without some assistance, you know, I think Absolutely. it's a bit unrealistic, but, um, yeah, I, that's a tough thing that, that has been tough for me as well to learn how to, to talk about my feelings and share them. And, um, I admire your ability to do that with your songwriting because that's, that's a, you put yourself in a real place of vulnerability. And I think that's why people connect with your music so much. Did you, did you have to learn that or was that a bit more natural because of your musical background? That was really the, like, I wouldn't even be able to talk to you how I'm talking to you right now. Like, wow. That, the first thing I could do was, was write. Like, I realized early on, like, I'm not very articulate. Like, I can't express myself the way that I want. I can't piece the, the words together. But when I write a song, like, I can let it out. It, it somehow, like, works. Like, mm. so that, that was, like, my lifeline for the longest time. And actually, like, through, like, when I actually got on stage and actually sang them in front of people, that was just like another, another building block. So like the, the, another way to heal. And like, then I could actually talk about it. So I feel like I've come, I feel like I've come a long way, like being able to express myself. But yeah, uh, originally music was the one thing that I was able to be vulnerable with. Mm. I was reading the bio on your website and whoever wrote that, I loved it. Like I wanted to, I kept like, Oh, I want to, I want to share that. I want to share that. And I'm like, I want to just read this whole bio. It was so great. But, but the thing that I liked the most where it said that your songs are a musical autobiography. And I think that's, that's when people really feel the music when, when a songwriter is able to express what other people are feeling, you know, cause they're universal things. Like we might go through different stuff, but it's their universal emotions and universal responses. And, um, and so I just, I think that's such a beautiful thing in your music. And, and some of the things that mentioned on your bio that, that you write about childhood trauma, drug addiction, mental illness, familial loss, self-destruction, like these are all things that we all experience. But I think because of our culture, we try to hide them or pretend that everything's okay. Or, you know, as long as we look good on the outside, then, you know, we must be okay on the inside, even though we're falling apart. It's harder being in like a, like Polynesian or like Hawaiian, like that type of, um, music, like the more Islander music or Mm -hmm. like, um, image is very just like, you know, like all smiles, sunshine, right? you know, uh, the, the Aloha spirit, but right. It, so that was a lot, that was kind of hard for me to be like, okay, you know, I, I have to do, I have to like 
say what I'm feeling is true and not just go with kind of the flow of like what's working and what everybody's comfortable with. Was it difficult for you at first when you were writing these songs that were so raw and so personal, um, knowing that your, your friends and family would be hearing this? Uh, no, it felt good. Good. It felt good. It always, it, that's, I always feel like more at home when I'm, when I'm like telling the truth. Yeah. Like I, like, I don't really think like it serves me to do any other, any other thing. I'm not as happy when I'm just making some sort of like vibe stuff, even though that's cool too. But I feel like I found more like my voice and my purpose when I'm, and like I'm living my purpose when I'm saying the stuff that like that matters. It's very empowering too, don't you think? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, one of our board members, Wes Gear, has a foundation, or a, I'm sorry, a nonprofit called Rock to Recovery, and they go into other treatment programs, and they just bring like a like a music program, like a weekly music program. Um, and one of the things that they do is encourage people to write song lyrics, even people that aren't artists or musicians, but just you know, as a and it's incredible how how cathartic it can be to just get that stuff out, and you know. We'll, we'll write things in song lyrics that we wouldn't necessarily say to somebody. And I don't, I don't know why that is. Something about, you know, expressing through, through art seems to allow a much more, um, I don't know, greater honesty. Yeah. It's like, it feels like it's more like this kind of divine intervention that's happening. Wow. That's a good point. So I got to ask here because I'm listening to this story and uh, your music, your voice is so, uh, so distinct, so powerful. Um, It's so much different than what a lot of the the female voices you hear right now are. And I'm just wondering, you're playing in this band with all your brothers in my head, like during practice in the garage, you just grabbed the microphone and jumped up front and just busted out that big, strong (laughs) voice and just took over the song and they just looked at each other and were like fuck man we lost her she's and you were and you were off on your own like that's that's how it happened right it was it, it had, that, that had to be it because I, I just i don't know you're like yeah i was I, there was really nothing for me to do in my brother's band and now you have millions of youtube downloads and all these amazing collaborations and songs and shows that you've done so what what happened in between <laughs> that's a good question um I, I grew up doing music. I, I was doing my own thing before before I was in the band. But again, like drugs kind of pulled me away from that. Like when I, around the same time I started using was when I was um, with an independent label, and um, I was doing my own solo thing, like singer songwriter thing. And then, you know, it kind of the drugs kind of just got a hold of me, and I kind of just lost sight of that. So. My brothers weren't the re- weren't necessary. I well, that wasn't like the first music project that I did, but it put like jump start. I, what you mm. like it? Is that what you say that jump started yeah. back into it or whatever? Totally. So your first was it your first album or second that was produced by Ian Young? That was my second. Okay, and that was Rebel, right? Yeah. So we had Ian on the podcast a few weeks ago. And he had mentioned that, that he'd worked with you. Um, how was that experience? 
that experience was really, really crazy. That was. Um, <laughs> Is it hard entrusting your music to somebody else to to produce and and create a sound that you already have a vision for? Yeah, like I, it all happened really fast. Like I I was gigging at the time, like in Florida. And I had these residency at like um, a few bars, like a week. And one of the bars that I was at, I was just playing. Like I would do like you know like top forty shit there, and like I would like put in my um, originals here and there. And the he was a tour manager for the a band that that Ian was in. He just like happened to be off of tour and walked into the to the bar, and he like heard one of my songs, and he's like, "I really want to help you." Um, and he's the one that like, that linked us up and I was probably, I probably flew to San Diego like that, that like within like a, a week or two. And, oh, wow. Yeah. I did the album in like two weeks or something like that. Did and, you have all that stuff already written or were you writing as you were working? Um, I was, I had most of that stuff written. Um, but I didn't necessarily have it like Ian Young has, has a very like he has his own personal style of production. Like you can tell like that's an Ian Young Mm -hmm. produced song, you know, like he has his signature sound or whatever. So there, there, I had songs, but they weren't in like, that. they were executed in like Ian Young's way. If if you will. Yeah. Like one of the songs on the albums called, called empty. And it was actually like more of, I written more of like a country. Really? Means or like more country ballad. Uh Yeah. And then just to fit, you know, like to make the album like sound cohesive, like to fit it, like we executed it production wise in a different way. I'm so glad you brought up Empty because that song is, is so beautiful and so intense. But the video, oh my gosh, the, the concept and the execution, it was just, it's so, I don't know, just so perfect for the, the lyrics and the, the vibe and the just, who came up with that? I did. I I conceptualize and like direct or co-direct all my videos. Oh my um, goodness! And I I called up my my best friend Jay. He does. He's produced like all my music videos. And I was like, I have this idea. How fast can you guys come over? We'll do it in my in my apartment. Like, it, like um. And I was trying to explain it to him, and he's like, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I'm like, Yeah, he just keep, he just keeps like taking all these different pieces off of me. Yeah, and like it it just stays on. Like I wanted it. I specifically wanted it to be one take, so there's no edit. Uh-huh. And uh, he didn't get it. And then we went. We he, they got there, and I then he saw out the blocking, and like I blocked it out. And we only I only had I had uh, somebody come in and do hair and makeup, so I had this really. Uh-huh this really like glammed up makeup on and I have to take it off at the end. Yeah. So yeah, they knew, so we knew we only had one take to do that because we couldn't take it all off and then reapply it again. It would take like two more hours. To redo oh, it. No. So, I didn't even so, think about that. Yeah. So I like the guy that was watching the monitor. I was like, I was like, listen, if it gets to a point, like watch the whole thing. If it gets to a point where like, you feel like it messed up somewhere, like, like, cut it gotta start over yeah this thing gets taken off like that's that's the video like whether we like it or not so i think we had we did like two passes at it and he said no he said cut cut and then there was a third pass that we we got it wow yeah i'm sitting there like blocking it out like as we're going (laughs) like telling him okay this is the part you take this take this part take the table (laughs) and then yeah we just went for it it took about like 15 minutes to block it out and then we did it 
And yeah, I'm super happy that you like it. I'm super happy that you got it. It's really, really powerful. Really powerful. So you did it all in one take? Yeah. Wow. That's no pressure. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. So talk to us a little bit about some of your musical influences, because when you're listening to your songs, you, you hear so much. And, uh, and like I said, your voice is, uh, it, it's amazing. And your, your track is one of my favorites on the house that Bradley built. And we'll get to that in a second. But who were some of the musicians that you were listening to that, you know, you would say influenced you in what you're doing now? Obviously sublime. Like when that's, the first probably that's the first band I probably ever remember hearing because my brothers were obsessed with sublime and like just being the younger siblings like you just listen to whatever your older brothers are listening to and that's that's what my brother had playing throughout the house and he had like these VHS of like live video that he would watch and that's why why they started the band so that was obviously a huge inspiration for me and I honestly, like a lot of the bands and music that I got into was because of Sublime. Like wow. Bradley, like, like I would, oh, Grateful Dead does that song. Or, you know, like, <laughs> I got into Peter Tosh because of like actually like Roots Reggae and stuff. It was like all nice. stemmed from Sublime, you know? And then just his own writing was like what we were talking about before, like being vulnerable and like singing about mm. what you know. And even the whole, even like taking a cover and doing it your way. Like right. not doing some karaoke version of it. Do it, do it, right. your way. Make, it make it sound like your own and, and to like be inspired by a bunch of things, but don't copy them and make like, you know, to like totally create your own sound, like be original. All of those things were so inspiring to me. So sublime, definitely number one. Wow. And, um, oh, I really got into dashboard confessional mm-hmm. when I was like a preteen like emo music, I was like, oh, this is poetry. <laughs> this is like, you know, this is like sad punk songs. Like, I really- Yeah, <laughs> it's true. All right. So you um, appeared on the compilation album that Law Records helped put together for the Knoll Family Foundation. Um, and you did New Realization. And... Um, <sighs> When I listened to the song and it, and it finished, the first thing I said to myself was, that's a nice couple of songs she just did right there. <laughs> um, I think it's so cool how there's these little odes to Sublime throughout right. it. It's, you got that little bit of Ruka and that little bit of Freeway and there's just mm-hmm. so many different, like, I, in my head as I'm listening to it, I can like see like a backdropping and it's like a whole new part of a song starting while you're still doing one continuous song. What an amazing concept. How do you come up with something like that? And congratulations on the execution. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I just, you know, it's like, what would probably do? <laughs> mm. Oh. I just, you know, I, I, fuck, I, I can't, I just, I just want, I was just so inspired by so many things. I just had, this is, this is my chance to put in all the things that I want to put in. It came out great. And I, I was familiar with your music before that, but, um, when I heard, when I first heard your cover of New Realization, I was just like, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, this is, it was just such a great, 
um, reinterpretation of the song. Thank you. And yeah, and it was just so perfect with your voice. I mean, you, you have this amazing, beautiful, soulful voice that, um, it just was such a great combination with the song and the style that you did it in. And, uh, yeah, it was really awesome. Thanks again for doing that. It was seriously an honor. I think it's important for, to, you know, find, find songs that fit your voice. Definitely. That's something that, um, some of my favorite, my favorite artists, they, whenever they cover stuff or just like do their own thing, like just finding, you can be the greatest singer, but you like certain songs just have to match your voice the right way. And I, that one, when it just felt right. Yeah, it really was perfect. And especially when you have a very distinctive voice like you do, I think it, 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 I don't know, it just sort of amplifies the fact that, 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 you know, a particular song is just, is right in your, your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just feels very meant to be. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's so awesome. She says, what, what would Brad have done? And so she just did, <laughs> she just did whatever she wanted. And, uh, <laughs> what you want. there's a, there's a famous video out there. I haven't seen it pop up in a while. I gotta, I gotta try to find it. And it's just a sound clip, but Brad, Bud and Eric were in a radio studio. Uh, they were doing an interview and they went to a commercial. When they came back from the commercial, the DJ says, uh, and this is Sublime playing their big hit date rape. And Brad, Dad turns around and you hear him scream out, early man. And, <laughs> and, and then he just bust into it. And, uh, and I was just like, yeah, that's whatever, whatever he feels like. And, uh, and that's what they did. So yeah, I think it was a, a wonderful tribute and an amazing song. Um, I'm sure that the majority of our listeners have already heard it. If you haven't, you've got to go check it out because, uh, it's just so well done. Thank you. It definitely was. I, I, I too love that you said that. It definitely was done in a way that, that I think was very Brad inspired. <laughs> yeah. That. You know, I figured we're doing an acoustic song and like, I love the acoustic album. And he does a lot mm-hmm. of medley, medleys in Yeah. It. Absolutely. So I'm like, like paying homage to that a little bit too. Definitely. So every guest that we have on the podcast, I always ask them the same question. And obviously you're a big enough sublime fan that you, you qualify. So if you just came across somebody and you guys were talking music and uh, they had never heard of the band sublime, but they were going to give you an opportunity to play one song, they'd give you one, one sublime song uh, to hook them or not. What song do you think best describes them and their sounds? What would you play for them? Uh, full shark. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it, and it shows because you guys are both, uh, writing songs. You know, you do the same thing. You write songs about your, your life and the things that you went through. So I could see how that one would be, uh, I could see how you could pick that one because it's a, it's a, it's a heavy one. Leila, let me ask you this. So you, you talked about the fact that going on tour with your brothers, and, you know, your legal troubles and all that sort of all uh, contributed to you, your sobriety. Um, what do you attribute your long-term success and recovery to? Uh, having having uh, the right people around mm-hmm. me has been like yeah. 
that's that's kind of number one. Like that was a hard thing to 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 accept and realize. Like you know, you can't. You have to have you have to have the right people around you. Like there would be so, so often like the people I I grew up around. Like you just want to you want you want to you want to stick around them. I mean, they're your people, right? But but it's like it wasn't contributing to like my well being. You want just people around you that are going to support you and they're going to call you out on your shit and they're right. going to motivate you and they're going to make you like, na- you just naturally want to do better. And just even just people that like, that just make you like, just appreciate just being like chill, like not even like motivators or all that. They're just like, I just, I just like your vibe. I just like being around you. Make me just like feel more peaceful when I'm around mm-hmm. you. Definitely. I, I've heard that the the opposite of addiction is connection. And I think it's so true, like having a connection to people that that support what your goals are and support the way you want to live your life and the choices you want to make can can make such a huge difference. Absolutely. Any challenges that you had during the pandemic besides the obvious not being able to play shows? I mean, yeah, there's just like that just stir crazy mm-hmm. into like it's really easy to go and like and to like kind of blackout into party mode when you have right. no, when you have no excuse. I mean, like you have like all the excuse in the world. I mean, right? You have all the excuse in the world is to let it all hang out. Yeah. Um. So that yeah, and then like I would find it hard to get to get motivated. We did. We were able to write a lot. We started working on like. I think we really have like two, three albums worth of music. Wow. But it was hard. And it remains hard to, to stay motivated. Yeah, definitely. Have you been able to go back to playing shows yet? Um, We're starting to book now. I'm a little, awesome. I'm a little concerned that they're going to, like a month from now, they're going to say they're going to close like yeah. venues, like inside venues. Well, I'm a little nervous about that, but we are just going for it, and we're booking now for where are we booking for November for November. Awesome, good, good. Well, hopefully, we'll all get a chance to see you while you're out on the road. Thank you so much for doing the show with us. I really appreciate you taking the time, and um, and again, thank you for being on the album, and thank you for being so honest with your music because I think it really it helps those of us who don't have that outlet to really feel connected to other people. And that's, that's such a powerful thing. So thank you. And guys, if you haven't checked Leilani out yet, make sure you do. Where can everyone find you? This is an awesome opportunity to plug some social media pages, websites, anything that you got going on, t-shirt sales, shoot it out there. Uh, play Leilani.com. Uh, that's, yeah, pretty much everything you use on Leilani.com, <laughs> but uh, I don't have a Twitter. I don't, I don't have a, but it's almost like I'm trying not to be found, huh? Um, <laughs> I plug in, I'm on Facebook, I think. I don't really have a, somebody does that. Um, YouTube, Leilani Wolfgram, um, Spotify, Instagram, iTunes. You, you know, you, you guys know all the stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we, we, we totally get it. Um, I will let you know, just this social media thing, I think it's here to stay. I don't think it's a fad, so um, you, you, should, you, should consider, you should consider hopping in that, in that game. But. I know, I know, I know. It's like, people are always like, you know, if you, the algorithm, I'm like, I know the fucking algorithm, man. I know if I post this, I know if I post this many times a day, I know the hashtag, I know. It's hard when, like, sometimes you don't really believe, like, believe it or not, some people don't really want to be famous, like, in that uh. way. But I get what you're saying. It's kind of like, this is the, this is the way you market your, your music. No, hey, listen, no, I'm just, I'm just tossing it out there. If you don't like it, toss it back. That's fine. I'm just... Toss it back, dude. I'm tossing it back. Get the... <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for uh for coming on and chatting with us like i said uh your your track on the house that bradley built it's just it's such an amazing uh tribute uh to the sound uh, of the band like i said you, you captured so much in there and i really ah, thank you, guys. That makes so, me so happy. yeah so to have an opportunity to have you come on and chat and uh and share your story uh, i can't thank you enough and i'm sure the listeners are really going to enjoy this one well, Kelly, we can go ahead and check off another guest from the incredible compilation album, The House That Bradley Built. Leilani joined us, um, as she did on that compilation album that, of course, you guys can find at law-records.com. And uh, it's always fun to chat with some of these new guests and, uh, and, and especially people that donated their time for that amazing album. Absolutely. It still blows my mind that we had 55 artists that wanted to be a part of it. And Leilani's got such an incredible voice. Her cover of New Realization was just fantastic. When I first heard it, my mind was blown. So it was really, really great to be able to talk with her and get to know her a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I wasn't overly familiar with her uh, until I heard that cover on the compilation. And uh, Kelly, for our listeners who maybe aren't overly familiar with her, do we have like her website? And I know there's some upcoming shows and Absolutely. In fact, her website is playleilani.com and she's got uh, her final show of her current tour in LA this Friday night, November 26th. So if you're in the Southern California area, definitely check that out. She's also got some new music that just came out the end of September. She's got a great new track called Bombs. So be sure to check that out as well. Lots of good stuff happening for Leilani. Yeah, absolutely. And as you guys are listening to this, it is Wednesday. It is the day before Thanksgiving. Now, that's Thanksgiving for us. Kelly, Anna has no idea what the hell's going on on Thursday over here in America. But um, (laughs) for us, it is uh, Thanksgiving, which means that the holiday season is amongst us. Uh, so you guys can go ahead and visit the org to pick up all of your holiday merchandise. You guys have music fans, Sublime fans. Go ahead and pick them up a pair of socks, a pin, T-shirts. Check out all of the merch. Uh, or, of course, you can just go ahead and make a holiday donation. It's all right there at the nolfamilyfoundation.org. Uh, of course, uh, we'll include a link tree. It'll be in the description. It'll be right down there in the bottom uh, underneath and you can click on that to get to all of the links on the ways that you can help to get Bradley's house up and open. But uh, Kelly, I I hope you have uh, an amazing Thanksgiving. 
Thank you. You too, Jarrett. I'm really excited about all the stuff we just got on the website, the new Merge 4 socks with the Bradley's House logo. We've got some new pins uh, from our artist series with Mark Walmera. So just a lot of great stuff. Hopefully people will check it out when they're doing their holiday shopping. And of course, also check out one of our sponsors, Savage CBD. We're so grateful for them. Uh, it's just, it's been a wonderful year and we have a lot to be thankful for. And uh, so I hope you have a wonderful day with your family. Yeah, I, uh, I well, kids are sick, noses are sniffling. I don't know. Mm. I might just, I might just lay low. Um, nobody's gonna listen to this that would ever find out anyway. So I'll probably just make up a bunch of fake plans to a bunch of different people, so everybody thinks that I'm like doing something that you're supposed to be doing, and then <laughs> I'll just, I'll just hang out and watch YouTube on my phone all alone. So, um. It don't, that's like exactly what I want to do. So uh, as long as I convince everybody that I'm doing something else, uh, I'll be able to pull that one off. So well, that's good luck with that. Yeah. People have a hard time understanding that people don't want to necessarily participate in the holidays, but I definitely understand where you're coming from. I hope your kids yeah. feel better soon. Yeah, me too. That's the only thing. I might go check out the kids in the morning just so we can watch uh, Santa Claus come on the Thanksgiving Day parade and uh, ah, yeah. and I yeah so my my four year old will be excited my eight year old will think it's kind of cool um, and then my twelve year old I just keep telling him that those who don't believe don't get presents on Christmas <laughs> so he will also grin and uh, and enjoy it as well so um, yeah Sounds looking like forward to it. Yeah, and uh, and a happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners who will be celebrating. Uh, if not, just enjoy the day off and uh, and get ready for this holiday season. And like I said, for your holiday shopping, the org. Make sure you keep us in mind. You can go ahead and check out the Bradley House Group on Facebook or the Noel Family Foundation pages on social media, and you can get hooked up through the Amazon Smile as well. Uh, I know a lot of us are going to be doing our shopping online through Amazon uh, just by clicking clicking that and connecting that to your account. It doesn't cost you anything, uh, but a portion of a lot of your sales will get donated to the Knoll Family Foundation uh, and helping get closer to get Bradley's house up and built. So just some neat ways that you can uh, you can participate with the Knoll Family Foundation uh, for your holiday shopping. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Kelly, of course, we never leave without giving everybody something to listen to. It's obvious what we got. What's everyone going to hear as we're closing out today? They're going to hear Leilani Wolfgram's awesome cover of New Realization. Guys, thank you so much. I'm Jared Orr. She is Kelly Noel. We are out of time. You don't have to go home, but it's time to leave Bradley's house. The time has come. To reach a new realization between me and you Time to clear the room of sensation Things that just are not true But I thought I heard you behind me With a night straight from my back It's quite clear that I'm back in the swing of the living Although I might not be on the right track I might try, but it's hard to keep a good man down Down's where you'll find me Through some ill-gotten hand Although I never listen, girl, I damn well understand Cause 
think I'm so damn feeble I can't see through your lies You're just a crack of shit with a pretty smile And I refuse to compromise You're giving me such a heavy, heavy, heavy love Good. Okay. 